This is the My Bloody Hell podcast, the podcast where we tell stories about perimenopause. Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first episode of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here. My name is Lori Tharps, and I am the host of this here podcast. Now, since this is our first time together, I wanted to introduce myself and tell you why I decided to create a podcast about perimenopause. And I also wanted to share my own perimenopause story with you as well. I mean, talking about perimenopause and the things it does to our bodies is intimidating and embarrassing. I'll say it, it's embarrassing. So I figured that I should kick things off with this podcast by putting my own story out there to show solidarity with our future guests who will be coming onto the show, but also to start the process of ending this ridiculous tradition of suffering through perimenopause and silence. So that's what this first episode is going to be about. It's an introduction to me, an introduction to the show. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to issue each and every one of you an invitation. So please stick around all the way until the end of the episode for that special invitation. Okay, great. Now, before we get into it, though, I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this show, Yum Day. Have you ever heard of Yum Day? Yum Day is an online snack emporium that makes you feel good about snacking because the majority of the delicious and healthy snacks that they feature in their store are from women and POC-owned businesses. They also carry mission-driven and sustainable brands because who doesn't want a snack for good? I do. And if supporting women and people of color isn't enough of a reason to check out Yum Day, they also offer snacks for every diet and taste. They've got gluten-free snacks, vegan snacks, paleo snacks. And if you're like me and you can never decide just what kind of snack you want, you can get one of their curated monthly boxes of snacks. Yes, snacks that come to your door. Now, as a woman in the throes of menopause, I cannot think of a better idea than healthy snacks that just come to my door. So the next time you're hankering for a healthy and delicious snack, check out Yum Day. That's at yumday.co. Yumday.co. So here we are. And the question is, of course, why did I decide to create a podcast about perimenopause? It is a good question. The short answer is this. I started this podcast because I wanted to create a place where women can share their stories about perimenopause. I wanted to start this process of being the last generation who thinks that they have to suffer in silence. I basically wanted to create this podcast so that we could stop the shame and embarrassment surrounding this very natural stage of our evolution as women. So that's the short answer. Now, how did I get from my previous life, though, to becoming the perimenopause whisperer? Well, I am a journalist by training. I've been a college professor for the last 12 years, and I've been a writer and a storyteller since I was eight years old, I always say. I've written for major publications like the New York Times, the Washington Post. I've also published six books, both fiction and nonfiction. But I've never written anything about perimenopause. So what happened? I'll give you a hint. I'm 49 years old, and my body started to betray me about four years ago with the onset of perimenopause. Now, as a journalist, this has always been the way I found my stories. Basically, something happens to me, 
And then I turn outward to see if my personal pain and struggles are also being felt by others. In the case of perimenopause, it was a resounding yes. Women all around me were struggling and complaining about perimenopause. So in the past, I would have written an article or maybe even a book about what I was seeing, hearing, and experiencing. But since the biggest problem the women I spoke to was this idea of suffering in silence and feeling alone when it came to perimenopause symptoms, I decided to create a podcast so all of these voices, my voice, other women's voices, and our complaints and our stories could be heard loud and clear. So am I passionate about perimenopause? No. (laughs) But am I passionate about helping women? Yes. And am I passionate about the power of storytelling to create community? Absolutely yes. Now, I know this is not the first or only podcast about perimenopause, but too many women still feel like they're going through perimenopause alone and without any resources. So if this podcast can just be another voice that says you're not alone, if this podcast can be the voice that says your perimenopause experience is valid, if this podcast can be the voice that makes you laugh so you don't have to cry, then I want to be that voice. I want to be that podcast. If this podcast can be the voice that normalizes this absolutely abnormal transition that women have to go through, the voice that puts perimenopause into a sociocultural context by sharing pop culture, historical, and artistic references to this unique time in our lives, then I want to be that voice. I want this podcast to be that voice for the women who need it. I also want to be the voice that says, Perimenopause sucks, and you don't have to put on a brave face and pretend that it doesn't. Too many podcasts about perimenopause always try to make it sound like this is not so bad, and if you do certain things, perimenopause doesn't have to suck. Well, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to validate your experiences, to share other experiences, maybe find some humor in this, but understand that at the end of the day, that this is a time in our lives where we need solidarity, we need community, and we need to be able to share our pain, not necessarily pretend it doesn't exist. Now, last but not least, I am a self-proclaimed diversity diva. I'm a Black woman married to a Spanish man raising bicultural children. My best friends come from every ethnic, racial, and religious background. So I also wanted to create a podcast about perimenopause that acknowledges the fact that Black women, white women, Latina women, Asian women, Muslim women, Jewish women, gay women, straight women, that we may not all experience perimenopause in the same way. So I wanted to create a show where we could talk about these differences, even while we are commiserating over our shared experiences. So that's the long answer about why I created this podcast. Now it's time for me to share my perimenopause story. Once upon a time, I was a woman who appreciated the sturdiness and dependability of my body. Except for the fact that I have epilepsy, a very controlled case of epilepsy that I've lived with since I was 13 years old, My body has served me well. No broken bones, no major illnesses. I had three healthy pregnancies and gave birth three times with no complications. I'm no regular athlete, but I was a competitive swimmer as a child and a teen, and I ran a 10-mile race for fun just a few years ago. In other words, for the most part, my body has always done what I wanted to do 
what I needed it to do whenever I asked it to until perimenopause. And then just like that, my body, which I used to feel like was my life partner, betrayed me. With perimenopause, it feels like my body has become a Pandora's box of random symptoms, ailments, and unpredictability. And every day, a new fury is released. A2 body, A2. So what has perimenopause brought to me? How has my body and my life changed because of it? Let's start with the usual suspects. In my pre-perimenopause life, my period came every 28 days without fail. I could set a clock or a calendar to my period. And I'd been like this since the day of my first period at 12 years old. But now, every 28 days has changed to every 26 days. Although most recently, I had a period come in 22 days. And the next month after that, in 35 days. In other words, we're in the erratic periods phase of perimenopause, which means every day I wake up without a period, I'm grateful. In addition to erratic periods, I also find myself susceptible to rage episodes that I can't stop, even though I know somewhere deep inside of me that I'm overreacting, rage lorry just won't stop. I also get weepy and sad for no reason, like I used to when I had PMS when I was younger, but now it just happens randomly. Tears on my yoga mat. Tears while watching cartoons with my daughter. Tears in my oatmeal. And then there's my hair, which is causing me to lose even more tears. My body's greatest betrayal, my hair. For the last 20 years, I've worn my hair in thick, long dreadlocks. And in 2020, those locks decided they couldn't hang on anymore. My hair started to thin. My hair, my thick, kinky hair started to thin. And now it grows at a glacial pace. I feel foolish mourning my once glorious crown, but losing it has made me realize how much I loved it how much my hair played a part in my identity. I know India Ari told me to say that I am not my hair, but I kind of was. The one symptom that has yet to plague me from the perimenopausal Pandora's box is hot flashes. Mind you, I have had them, but not with any kind of regularity. In fact, I can't actually remember the last time I had one. That could be due to the fact that I practice intermittent fasting, or I could just be lucky. Or they could just be waiting to come and surprise me when I least expect them. Oh joy, can't wait. Now, here's the part of my perimenopause story where the plot thickens. Let's call this chapter, Is it Menopause or Multiple Sclerosis? One day in early spring of 2020, I woke up and my arms felt numb and I had a tingling sensation in my hands. This had actually happened to me on a few occasions over the last few years. But this time, the numbness wouldn't go away as it had in the past. What's more, in the past, the numbness would usually only happen in one arm. But now it was going back and forth between both arms, and it was seemingly crawling up to my face. It was a strange sensation, and it didn't go away even after two days. So I called my neurologist and told him about my symptoms, and he insisted I come in for an evaluation. Even though we were in the early days of the pandemic and most doctors were doing televisits rather than having people risk exposure, my neurologist said my symptoms required an in-person visit. So I double masked and went into the city for my appointment. During that appointment, I told my doctor, a man I'd been seeing for over 10 years who knew my complete medical history, 
I told him everything that had been happening to me regarding the numbness and tingling and how it was worse now than it had ever been. His face looked serious and he told me that what I was describing sounded like multiple sclerosis and the only way we would know for sure is to do all the tests to rule it out. So he ordered blood tests and an MRI and he did an exam right then and there. I was devastated and completely freaked out as you can imagine. Again, I thought my body was betraying me. Because of COVID, and because I developed a horrible case of claustrophobia in my early 40s, it took a long time to get me through all of the testing to rule out MS. In the end, because I couldn't handle being shoved in an MRI tube, my doctor ordered this alternative test that I felt was quite barbaric, as it required me to be hooked up to a machine that passed electrical currents through my arms and legs so they could measure the speed with which the current went from my body to my brain. It was painful, very painful. But guess what? I passed the test, and I don't have MS. What do I have? Paramenopause. Self-diagnosed, I discovered on the Google that there are a lot of women with similar symptoms as mine during perimenopause. There's even a name for it, parathesia. And while it is not common, this numbness and tingling in the extremities can happen as a result of fluctuating estrogen levels in perimenopausal and postmenopausal women. Ah, that estrogen. Luckily, I found this information on a website for a perimenopause clinic in Australia, so I think it's legit. But why am I self-diagnosing myself? Because my neurologist never mentioned that perimenopause could be the cause of my symptoms. Because when I asked my wonderful OBGYN about the possibility of parathesia as a result of perimenopause, she told me she'd never heard of such thing. And because my general practitioner practically laughed at me when I asked her if the two things could be related. So the end of my story is that I have perimenopause, not multiple sclerosis. And sometimes my hands and arms go numb and tingly. Now, I track the experiences, and while there is no regularity to these episodes, they do seem to come with other symptoms that I know are hormone-related. That's why we have to talk about this stuff and share our stories. We need to create a repository of stories and symptoms because the medical establishment isn't prioritizing women's health as it relates to perimenopause. Unless they can monetize it, it doesn't seem to be important to them. And I don't know if perimenopause is actually monetizable. So remember at the beginning of the show when I said I wanted to create this show for other women? The truth is, I wanted to create this show for myself. Because like all of you, I need community. I need to know that I'm not alone. And I hope that by sharing my story, that you will feel inspired to share yours. We really have to stop hiding what we're going through as though there was something shameful about what our bodies are doing. By talking, we can help each other and countless other women in the process. So here's the invitation that I promised. I invite anyone who would like to share their story on the show to send me an email at mybloodyhealth50 at gmail.com. That's mybloodyhealth, the number 50, at gmail.com with the words, share my story in the subject line. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your story, and we'll see if we can get you on the show. Okay. That's the end of the first episode of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I hope you'll feel like you know me a little bit better. 
I hope you feel that listening to the show will make you feel a little less alone in your menopause journey. I hope you're excited to hear upcoming episodes where you'll hear stories from other women who may be experiencing something similar to what you're going through. Next week, we're actually going to be hearing from my friend Karen, who's going to share how perimenopause coincided with her cancer diagnosis. So please be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that episode. And please, tell your girlfriends about the show as well. You never know who might need to hear these stories. The more women who listen, the more power we have to build not just a great community, but a movement to bring menopause out of the shadows. I appreciate you all for listening, especially to this first episode, and I hope you join me again next week. Until then, friends, take good care of yourselves. The My Bloody Hell podcast is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder, and our theme music was composed by Good B Music. And hey, one last thing before I let you go. If it wasn't clear, I needed to be clear that I am not a medical doctor or any other type of medical professional. Therefore, do not use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for verifiable medical advice or information. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have any medical questions or concerns as they relate to menopause, perimenopause, or anything else we talk about on this show. Thank you.